You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Palmer Bear. Play the punting advantage this footy season. Gamble responsibly. Call the Gambler's Helpline on 1-800-858-858. And Climate Air Conditioning. Climate Air Conditioning and Solar. Simply the best. Yeah, g'day there, Red and Blue Army. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Red Legs Radio. We are closing in on one of the most significant games of the year for Norwood. We're off to Prospect to take on the rollicking roosters on Saturday afternoon. Win and finals are virtually assured and a double chance remains a possibility. Lose and things do get tense. Here's the quick overview. Glenelg will finish top. The Eagles will finish top three. North Adelaide will play finals. It leaves three teams chasing the other two available final spots. South lost last week to Port Adelaide, and they fall back into the cutthroat race. Norwood are fifth with nine wins, but suffering injury problems and the worst percentage of those still alive. Sturt, they are one win back and confront the worst draw, but they are in some decent form. Matthew Panos will make sense of it all for us very shortly. We have a huge show tonight. How about this for a lineup? Club legend Keith Thomas to join us a little bit later on, and musical legend Greg Champion will be in the studio a bit later on today as well. So a massive show. Joining me in the studio, as always, from the advertiser is Ben Avis Cameron. Avis, hooky. Please explain. We'll talk about that one a little bit later <laughs> on, mate. Uh, but yes, Avis, a uh, new nickname for you. I'll explain that uh, a bit further down the track. Our first guest today is Matthew Panos, who has become something of the forgotten man at the Norwood Football Club, the 2020 captain. He ruined his knee in the final throws of last season out there at Elizabeth Oval against Central District and has spent too many of his days in the medical room at Cooper Stadium ever since. But he has remained a central character at the club, providing support to both playing group and coaching group on match days. And he's been good enough to join us back here on Red Legs Radio. Matt, welcome back to the show. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Matt, uh, any thought of trying to play this year? Um, I was definitely across my mind a lot, especially over the last few weeks um, and after the season got pushed back. Um, thought I might be a sniff, but I think with the twos um, out of finals contention, I probably need to play a few games before getting back into the league team, um, which makes it pretty tricky now. Um, so, yeah, definitely crossed my mind, but I think I'll just run out of time and probably won't have the matches under my belt um, to play. And I don't think I could play in a league final being underdone and, and not playing for 12 months. Wouldn't be good for the team. And um, the physios and, and surgeons said it's probably, um, oh, yeah, be a little bit risky on my knee as well. So I don't want to do all this rehab to to make it risky come the end of the season. So... Um, yeah, I think I won't be a feature come September. 
I tell you what, mate, Paul, Paul Puopolo, Michael Talia, Maddie Nunn, Jed Spence. You've got a few mates in the in the injury room on the sidelines with you at the moment. Yeah, well, there was no one there at the start of pre-season, so I was doing a lot by myself. <laughs> and now that I'm getting integrated with the group, I've started training a little bit, doing some non-contact drills and running around with the boys. So now that the, the uh, rehab group's a bit bigger, I'm out on the track. So it hasn't been good timing for me. Um, but I'm enjoying the last few weeks where I've been able to train and get into some of the kicking drills and handballing stuff. Um, still not uh, at full contact or full competitiveness, um, but I'll just ease back into into that over the I guess the next few weeks and if the boys uh, go deep into finals I'll be able to almost be at, at full training by then which will be good yeah Pano, you, you wrote a captain's letter late last year saying you had your fingers crossed for a, a, a late season comeback in 2021 so we can put a line through through that unfortunately yeah, I'd say so. Um, I had had a few setbacks at the start, had to get a second surgery um, or a clean out in March, I think it was. So that probably just set me back a little bit. Um, so if if that didn't happen and reserves were making finals, um, I probably would have played. Um, but yeah, this just makes it a little bit harder and trickier now. Yeah, I'm just looking at the injury list and we've got Poppy TBC and, and Nunny TBC. Can you sort of provide any clarity on, on how long those boys might be out for? Um, I think they're both probably around the start of finals, maybe. It just depends. Yeah. Um, Poppy with his, his knee, they can always be a little bit tricky. And then um, Nunny with a pretty bad hammy injury. just depends how they go out training during the week and whether um, their rehab and sprinting and that sort of stuff can progress quickly. But I think the club would be hoping come first final that those guys will be around the mark to get back into the team. I sort of take you back to, to your injury and how's the um, the journey been? Uh, it's been tough, probably haven't appreciated or um, given enough support to friends and teammates who have done their ACLs as well. It's <laughs> been, been a tough 12 months, to be honest. It's hard to sort of comprehend how much it changes your life. Um, I did my MCL as well and a little fracture um, at the top of my leg. So it probably took me six weeks after surgery to get off the crutches and probably took two or so months to walk properly without any pain. Whereas uh, if you do ACL and that's it, people can are probably running at that time where I was just starting to walk. So although they say 12 months, um, mine was yeah probably a little bit worse. Um, which meant that I was always uh, battling to get back at the end of this season. Um, but yeah, at work, hard to move around, had to rely on a lot of other people, couldn't drive for the six to eight weeks. So my wife was, and dad was taking me everywhere to and from school. So I was lucky that he had retired. So he had time to, to drop me and pick pick me up from school. Um, but even like trying to get to training and do things, couldn't stand up for too long, particularly at the start couldn't walk the dog and things like that. So you don't really live uh, a normal life and activities that you sort of take for granted um, or everyday things like showering or, you know, even just making food when you're on crutches. You can't, couldn't even bring a plate to the couch because <laughs> I couldn't hold it. So um, just those little things every day um, make it hard. You talk about pain. Has it been painful to watch um, Norwood play and has there been a particular game where it's really sort of hit you and you thought God I'd love to be out there right now 
always hard to watch, but I guess knowing that I would miss most of the season, if not no, probably made it a little bit easier. Um, definitely round one, Thursday night against Norwood, Easter Thursday. Um, I think there was probably five or so thousand. I think whatever the limit was, I reckon we were at almost full capacity. Um, that's my favourite game to play um, against the arch rivals um, before Easter, and the boys had a good win, and it was a beautiful and balmy night as well. So that's probably my favourite game for the year. Um, and the boys got up, which was really good and then hard because you want to be a part of it. Um, the North game a few weeks later was hard to watch for other reasons. So uh, I think the boys will be pretty keen to atone uh, for that game in round three. Hey, you've spent a bit of time in a match day role, Matt. Just explain a little bit about what specifically you've done. Those who are regulars at Cooper Stadium will have seen you down on the boundary line and working not only with the coaches but with the players. What specifically has been your role? Um, yes, yeah, so on on match day, I've had two roles. At the start of the season, I was on the on the bench with the headset, the twig, um, who was up in the box. So he was relaying messages to me, and I was um, will send me a message, and I'll relay it to the runner or players coming off the bench, or if I saw anything uh, on the field, just call it out. So I was sort of that link between the coach and the players, um, and then we we switched it up um, just with how things were working with the coaches. So Twig's been more on the bench uh, probably second half of the year and I've been uh, taking care of the forwards. So um, on match day, I'm on the forwards coach. Um, don't do as much of that during the week because I've got my own rehab and mm. other things. Um, so I'm not taking meetings and cutting vision for them, but I'll, I'll speak to the forwards during the week, um, speak to them at the meeting. So I have a line meeting before the game uh, and on a, on a Thursday night as well. And then, yeah, take control of that line group on match day. Uh, Matt, Camo mentioned that uh, you wrote uh, a letter to the club Avis, as, as captain Avis, of the club. Avis, right. yeah, we'll talk about that <laughs> later. Um, you, you wrote a letter to uh, the club as captain. Uh, not long after that, uh, Twig decided that he wanted to go with Matthew Nunn as captain of the club for this year on the basis of the fact that he was going to be on the ground and you just couldn't provide that. How did you deal with that? And how has your relationship been with Twig uh, in the aftermath of all of that? I was pretty hard when you've um, been at the club a long time and not going to play for a whole year when you're the captain. And we had a, a COVID season and obviously things didn't end up great with um, what happened at the end of 2020 or end of the season, not making finals. Um, so, yeah, probably took a toll on me a little bit. And then um, I thought that it might happen. So had some conversations with Twig about that and leadership. Um, so I was, yeah, obviously very disappointed at the time. Um, but we've, Twig and I have got a good relationship and spoke to me about coaching and having a role still with the team and not just sort of getting lost with doing my rehab and that's it. So, um, yeah, I said I'd be happy to help, particularly on match days with being down on the bench and now being the forwards coach because, um, yeah, otherwise it would have been tough and the physios and everyone else said it would be good to integrate with the group even though I can't train or at the time couldn't train with them um, still being around and um, would, was good for me and my mental health and helps I guess my rehab as well being in a better spot um, so yeah that was good. Matt Panos I tell you what mate I just think to myself I wonder where this team would be if uh, you were around the place this year we uh, 
We're definitely going to miss the fact that you're not going to be available uh, throughout the remainder of the season, but we hope for your sake everything goes smoothly from here and we see you out and doing your business round one season 2022 and back leading the football club, whether that's officially as captain or uh, as the leader that you will always be uh, early next year, mate. That will be uh, something that I know you will want and every Redlegs supporter will want as well. Thanks for joining us on Redlegs Radio. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me again. Matthew Panos there, the 2020 captain of the Norwood Football Club. Sadly, we lost him at the end of last year to a significant anterior cruciate ligament injury. And uh, he has pretty much ruled himself out for the entirety of 2021. We hope to see him back in 2022. We're going to a break on the other side. We're going to be catching up with Keith Thomas. Before we do, Avis, who's the number one reporter at uh, for Sandfall at uh, the Advertiser? Well, I... I think there would be uh, Andrew Capel is number one. Daylight. I mean, that's what I've been told. Okay, so I, I'm him. happy. I think it's comfortable to say that Andrew Capel is number one, but I'm putting you down as number two. I mean, who who else? Who you know is on the deck I chairs? I actually thought that you'd really done your research and realised that I've moved around a lot with the job. Yeah. I reckon I've moved like twenty times in the last ten years through my job. So maybe I had shares in a moving company or, or whatever. In I'll tell you this story. In nineteen sixty two, Avis was in search of a new advertising campaign. Since its inception, the car rental company had trailed behind the market leader Hertz. So the ad agency, Doyle Dale Burnback, decided to embrace Avis's second place status as a sneaky way to tout the brand's customer service. So they came up with the slogan, When you're only number two, you try harder. And that became their slogan. We try harder. So there you are, Avis. You're yeah. proudly number two I at the advertiser. Warren Hartland might disagree as well, mate. <laughs> well, so, Warren's look, no longer. You know, Warren. He's a, he's an outsourcer these days, isn't he? A very very experienced, very accomplished journo. But uh, no, I love was very much. Anyway, Avis, Cameron, and uh, Ben Hook joining you on Red Legs Radio. Off to a break on the other side. We got Keith Thomas. So don't go away. You're listening to Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Climat Air Conditioning. Climat Air Conditioning and Solar. Simply the best. You're listening to Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Climat Air Conditioning. Climat Air Conditioning and Solar. Simply the best. Our next guest, best known as KT, played 304 games and won two flags in the famous red and blue. And he may have spent the last decade at Port Adelaide as its chief executive, overseeing the club's renaissance from tarps in the stands, Chinese grand plans to ultimately a genuine finals contender. But now we're wondering what his next exciting chapter will entail. Keith Thomas, welcome to Red Legs Radio. Oh, look, thank you very much, Ben. Yes, uh... Gee, we have been on a bit of a journey. Um, it's, it's quite a, you know, it's been quite a ride, but uh, enjoying enjoying things now. Yeah, I was going to ask you, um, how, how is life out of that bubble? Well, I, I've got to say, you know, like the, uh, the first couple of months after um, I stepped away, which was towards the end of last year, was almost euphoric, I've got to say. You know, like I, the world of AFL and, and you know, elite football generally, I think, is um, you know really intense, and uh, it's a relentless pursuit, and you know all all consuming. And you know, when you, you know, we, we went, we had the pandemic year, you know, in, in 2020, and uh, so it was full bore right up until um, I walked away. And 
you know, and I, thankfully we, we were in reasonable shape. We'd, we'd lost that final, but um, you know, uh, I, I've got to say I really enjoyed um, taking a breather. Well, that's that's quite interesting because I read a story uh, in Daily reported last year, and you were quoted as saying, "I will take a breather and wait for my energy to return." Has that energy returned, KT? Yeah, it has. It's it's quite interesting. Um, I'm, I'm experienced enough to know that uh, it does, and and even though when you when you when you first step out and yeah, you know, it was very very similar uh, in my playing career. To be honest, I uh, I remember driving home from training uh, on training nights, um, you know, having just retired for two years, feeling utter relief that uh, I didn't have to you know sort of get on get the togs on and have another run um but that that little period ends um and uh, you do freshen up and and you know, i'm glad to say that i'm i'm now um up and about and feeling fantastic and uh you know um playing around with a couple of other projects well i, mean, I guess your name was synonymous with um you know a decade of success at port you know coming from would basket case be a fair comment? I mean, you, ha- you know, obviously I mentioned before the tarps and the stands and I don't mean yeah. to be flippant, but compared to where, when you started to when you left, it obviously was a, a totally different club and a different environment. I just wondered whether your phone was ringing off the hook with, with job offers. Oh, uh, uh, look, I, I think that there's been a, uh, a respectful um, uh, distance given. And I think people in the game know that you, you do need um, just a, a little time to uh, shake yourself off. Um, there have been a couple of calls and a few, you know, few, few people, you know, just um, inquiring as to what, what I'm doing. And, you know, that's, that's good. Um, but um, yeah, not, I, they certainly haven't been run off, run off like Alastair Clarkson's, I imagine. Uh, <laughs> there's been nothing, nothing like that. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I, uh, uh, I, I'm not sure, to be honest, what um, what comes next. Um, I'm, as I said, uh, working on uh, you know, a couple of interesting little things, and uh, and very happy to be doing that for now. And uh, we'll just uh, just you know, just see how see how it all pans out. What, what do those little things entail? Yeah, you've been involved in the cons- concussion space, uh, Keith. Just tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, no, I. Uh, I had a mate, uh, a couple of mates of mine who uh, spoke to me in about February this year um, and said, look, um, what what is the, the big deal about concussion? Um, why, why is it such a big issue? And one of the guys was from, you know, as an Australian working in America and he worked for the University of California. And, uh, and I said, look, it, it's a big deal because, you know, we're, we're just becoming aware of how dangerous concussion can be and um you know for longer term health and he said well the 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 team that i'm working with uh in america um have done some work in this space um they've put it in the in the drawer it's not a high priority for them should we have a look at it uh and so um it was a bit of as a research study um and uh we we did that we we thought there was something in it now at the point where we're trialing this new device which um if it 
does what it says it can, thinks it can do um, could change the game in, in many ways. Um, and we're currently running um, you know, clinical trials across the you know, 600 players in the amateur league at the moment. And uh, it's very interesting. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, an area for me which is perfect because you know, I, I played in an era where we were a bit gung-ho about concussion and uh, a lot of the players that I played with you know, are wondering about the effects of, of that. And, uh, and I know that um, the AFL right now and, and all sports around the world, to be honest, are thinking very carefully about this issue. And hopefully, um, you know, we can, we can cre- find, find something that's going to make diagnosing and treating concussion uh, a little bit easier. Keith, um, you've lived the Port Adelaide versus Norwood rivalry. Uh, I mean, go back to 1984 and that outstanding game you played, Jack Adley medalist at uh, at Football Park, uh, the history makers of Norwood, right through until today. You've seen it from both sides, the, the Norwood camp and the Port Adelaide camp. What does that rivalry stand for? What does it mean to you now? And, and how does it compare to the Port Crows rivalry? Yeah. Well, it's an interesting question. I, uh, I love... I love the rivalry, and it started in 1980 for me. Um, you know, that it was an epic grand final that we played. We'd come from fifth that year, and it was my first year of league footy, um, basically. And um, you know, we almost snatched it um, in 1980 against probably the best Port Adelaide or best team that I'd ever played against. Uh, you know, in my in my career from an SNFL point of view. And then 84, obviously, we we got the victory. But I I, uh, I explain it. Uh, this way, in that you have two clubs there who are steeped in in, in a history that they tr- treasure and cherish. Um, they both have unbelievable success, and that that in itself, um, you know, is is very special. And they uh, and they guard that with their life, and they and their values are very similar. So, whilst the rivalry is intense, the there, there is a degree of respect that goes with that. The fundamental difference that I saw between that and the power and the crows rivalry, which is, is I found that the, the AFL version is a little bit more toxic. It's a little bit more personal. Um, I don't think it's necessarily rooted in respect. Um, and, and that's, you know, it's, it's a great rivalry. It's, it, it, you know, it's very entertaining, but I don't think it's the same. And maybe, maybe that's just a difference of a hundred years uh, of of doing it. But mm. I always found the Port Adelaide Norwood rivalry quite unique and very, very special. Certainly in my um, in my world, <laughs> my personal world, and now where I can, you know, walk into both clubs, um, you know, as a friend, um, it's quite a unique position. Oh, Keith, we'd love to just reminisce for, I mean, there's so many things to talk about uh, with everything you've done in your career. I mean, I'm just looking back through the record, uh, best and fairest in 85, two-time premiership player, three-time advertiser team of the year, Jack Adey medal in 84. Was the leading goal kicker in 86 the highlight of your career? <laughs> so, I, uh, I was very lucky. I, didn't, I think if you go a little bit further along that page, there wasn't a whole lot of goals. I, I reckon what happened was that our big big gun forwards weren't playing very much. So uh, I might have fluked that one. What, one favourite memory of the footy club in your playing days? Look, uh, clearly um, it was it was the it was the A four Grand Final 
uh, an 82 final. People talk past the 82 final because we won it quite comfortably, but that was an incredible team. And, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, we, we enjoyed that very much. But um, I, I just loved the, the final series. Um, you know, we, in, in, as I said, in 1980, we came from fifth. We, you know, we won multiple finals in a row. 1984, the same. Um, you know, I loved, what I loved about Norwood was that it expected to win. And, uh, and we were gearing ourselves to win all the time. I didn't have that at the time. Um, and, and I, I, I learned the difference between a winning culture and a losing culture. Uh, and I understand it now, having worked at Port Adelaide as well. That there's something in, in the corridors of, of clubs like that which um, acts as fuel. And uh, I, uh, I treasured that at both clubs. Keith, I'll tell you what, mate, as I said, would have loved to have spent so much more time with you. In fact, we might try and uh, put you in a bit of an arm lock and see if we can drag you back on the show towards <laughs> the end of the year. But I uh, really appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us on Red Legs Radio. Good on you, guys. Thanks very much. One of the all-time greats of the Norwood Football Club, 304 games, two-time premiership player, best and fairest in 1985, and a true legend of the Norwood Football Club, Keith Thomas there. We're off to a break. On the other side, we catch up with Greg Champion. So don't go away. You're listening to Redlegs Radio. You're listening to Redlegs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Palmer Bet. Play the punting advantage this footy season. Gamble responsibly. Call the Gambler's Helpline on 1800 858 858. You're listening to Redlegs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Climat Air Conditioning. Climat Air Conditioning and Solar. Simply the best. Yeah, appreciating your company here on Red Legs Radio. Ben Cameron from The Advertiser is here alongside me, Ben Hook, the co-host of the show. And we have a special, special guest joining us this evening. He was a fixture of the show last year, uh, but used to come in from Melbourne. And now we've got him here in the studio as a resident, a fellow resident of Adelaide and a fellow supporter of the Norwood Football Club. Greg Champion, welcome back to Red Legs Radio. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Nice to be here. I had a weekly gig last year, but uh, injuries, poor form, <laughs> and a run in the seconds. And I've only just been allowed back into the squad. It was a major upheaval. New coach, uh, new football director. It was, it's yeah. been a complete turnover. So yeah. it's nice to see that you've worked your way back into the senior side and great oh. to have you on board. Hey, uh, you have moved back into Adelaide, which yeah. probably most people who tune into uh, the ABC and the Coulda Beans wouldn't be aware of. Yeah, I've, I've been trying to keep my head down because it's been a bit of a bun fight. There's uh, been... Uh, well, first of all, I had to get across the border yes. safely. And then when I did, I wasn't allowed back anyway. <laughs> so I'm kind of stuck anyway. How, how, how difficult was it trying to buy a property when you really couldn't get here at all? I think you had family members looking at property for you. Is that sort of how it worked? I did have to buy it unseen. Yeah. My brother and my friend did the snooping and it was going off quick. So I did buy it unseen, but I went the picture. I trusted the pictures. <laughs> Big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of work to do. Oh, look, it's it's fine, it's fine. But uh, 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 that's how it goes, mate. You can't. Uh, I couldn't get in to see it personally. Right. Ben Cameron, uh, my co-host here, big fan of yours. His parents yes. are big fans of yours as well. So this the, is an exciting the, the moment for fans, you, isn't it? The biggest fans and. Um, yeah, I was telling Hooky uh, before that, you know, this is my childhood really yeah. here. Um, uh, I grew up listening to the Coulda yeah. Beans every, every 
every Saturday morning. Well, um, so it's it's a real pleasure to have you here. Well, well, thank you, Ben and Ben. And all I can say, Ben, about your parents is normally uh, the Bens say it's my grandparents <laughs> are your biggest fans. <laughs> yeah. We're of a well, we're of a vintage that we've well seen a few seasons around. ourselves. <laughs> have you have you seen yeah. any Norwood games? Yeah, I, I went to Glenelg. I went to Glenelg and I saw them. You know, uh, the Bays kick four goals in three quarters, and then I saw them kick seven in the in the last quarter. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had the Premier on last week. He was yeah. at that game as well, yeah. and uh, you know, I mean, he can change the rules. He should just change be allowed to stop a game at three yeah. quarter time and say, "No, that is the final scores." That would have been. A nice thing for the Premier to do for his football club as the number one ticket holder. Well, it was character building. Uh, look, <laughs> I, I got used to uh, leaving Crow games early because it's been a f- tough few years. Uh, I, I had no uh, motivation to leave the C- Crows game early. I was happy to. It's the first time I've stuck it out for four quarters for a long time. <laughs> Uh, and listen to some passionate Nord fans. Now, you know, it was a lovely contrast from a AFL game, mm. from a Crows game, because um, smaller crowd, and uh, still still some uh, – the you can hear the voices more clearly when they're It's more complaining. of an intimate experience. Yeah. A uh, more intimate experience. Well, well, um, I said to my nephew, I said, um, low stakes game, but uh, passionate Nord fans. And my nephew t- turned on me and said, Nothing low stakes yes. about this, mate. <laughs> You've just, you know, been away too long sort of thing. <laughs> so I was chastised. I'm going to test your uh, knowledge here because I've, uh, well, penned a bit of the basics of a ditty, one of your mm. uh, very, very best. Mm. You've got the guitar here. Mm. So um, this mm. is uh, this is a tribute to the old Sound of Music song, Favourite Things. Let's see how you go with this one. A lot of listeners do fancy this tune for a ditty Ben. Yes. Mickey knows rock work and Wilkins at halfback, Griggy at centre and Shenton in attack. Mackenzie and Douglas are out on the wings. These are some favourite ripper red legs things. That's supposed to go. These are some favourite ripper red legs things. Xavier Tranfer is playing a blinder. Up at full forward is big Tristan Binder. Young Joshy Richards has it on a string. These are some favourite ripper red leg things. Nicky, Nick Rokar's run, Matty Nunn's skill, Lake fans never fear. If we can just win the next six games straight, then we'll get the flag this year. Little neck Pedro with biceps like boulders. Poppy Puapolo sitting on shoulders. Michael Talia defending so mean. And Jake Kennelly is a tackling machine. Saywell and Collins out to anchor men. No one can keep up with young Nelligan. Dick Hamilton, any match he can swing. These are some favourite Ripper Red Legs things. Jackie Hurd's heart, Harry Boyd's grit. Legs fans do not fear. If we can just win the next six games great, we'll get the flag this year. Rudy Doody. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, magnificent. 
sight unseen until around about 11 o'clock last night, I would have thought. You've managed to pretty much nail that one to no. the point that you could have recorded that and sold that on iTunes yeah. or however you sell music these days. Yes, you're quite right, Ben. Not 11 o'clock last night, an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, very good. Um, do you, are you hoping to sort of re-establish yourself? We talked about this last year. It was very difficult with everything that you did in Victoria to really have a great understanding of what was going on around the Norwood Football Club. Is the plan to try and not entrench yourself in the club, but just have a bit more of a closer relationship with it? Uh, yeah, the plan is, well, for a start, the other side you follow is having a rough time. That's mm. the uh, the one in the AFL. Mm. So that makes the motivation to attend Norwood games such so much higher. Yes. And there's less stress involved and you're not inclined to leave at half time. I'd been back three days and my brother scored some tickets to Crowsby, Brisbane. And so we went along and it was a very particularly cold uh, twilight game. Yep. Uh, and uh, we were freezing. It was 10 degrees. And the crows were freezing too. <laughs> and it just makes the sandfall more attractive. Mm, mm, yep. It's, I think you've popped over at the right time, champs. We're just building towards something. So uh, your timing, as usual, is impeccable. Well, the Redlegs are always building towards something, aren't they? <laughs> if they're not up the top, True. they're building back to the top. Correct. Last week, I asked the Premier what his least favourite team is. He has a sandfall in the Sandful camp of Norwood, in the AFL camp of Port Adelaide, and we've never quite been able to explain how that works. But uh, he says the team he really doesn't like is Glenelg. Do you uh, have a team that sort of uh, grinds your gears, gets gets well, on your nerves a little? Well, I haven't been uh, close enough to Sandful to be annoyed yep. by a side. You can go to the AFL here. Okay. In that case, uh, uh, I, I'm, I sort of resent the franchise sides, the, the, the two latest recent sides, because I think their reason for existence isn't valid enough. Mm, mm. So I sort of, and if you want to watch, I do find this, do you, if if it's a random AFL game on the telly, I'm more hooked on two Vic sides than uh, non-Vic sides. Mm. I just, maybe I feel the history and the passion a little stronger mm. of those sides. Do you, do you find that? You know, Frio versus, you know, Gold Coast or even It's Port. hard to get excited. Well, it's not quite the same level of history no. that I feel having having spent too long in Victoria and being confused now about my nationality. Mm, mm. No, I know what you mean. You, you give me Collingwood Essendon or Carlton Richmond. Yeah. I mean, it is hard to go past those games. I do yeah. get a bit annoyed that yeah. they sort of usurp all of the best time slots. Easter Monday, it's Hawthorne mm. and Geelong. Opening the season is Richmond and Carlton. And I'd like to see maybe that spread around a little bit, but it is hard yeah. to go past when you've got the two big supporter groups mm. all going together, whether it's Docklands or yeah. or the MCG, and just yeah. seeing those huge crowds gather and the banter that goes on around there. You would have seen a lot of those games, I imagine, Champs. Yeah, look, for the first 20 years, I was obliged to attend Crows games because uh, I was uh, booked to interview three players for the fans after every game. Right. And so I was in this slot of having to be there. And when they were getting smacked and you, you felt like going home at half time, you had to sit around and turn up it's at the post. It's not much fun, is it, champs, interviewing players and coaches after a bad loss? It's... Uh, the actual interviewing of the players and coaches, all right, but the waiting, the staying back. Yeah. And then the going to this uh, designated room at the MCG or, or Docklands 
and then waiting for the players to turn up. Mm. And then if you uh, accidentally call um, uh, Trent Henschel. Yes, Trent Henschel. If you call him Brett Henschel, who was a spinner (laughs) for Queensland. Uh, Yes, yeah, he was. You're right. Um, Brett Brett Henschel. I think you're right. Yes. So uh, if you call Trent Brett, which I did, because mm. I easily confuse myself, yep. uh, you get you get a bit of a bit of a not a so, dirty look, but an I always look. have their names written down, champs, just in just in case, just Very in large, case bold writing. And then I had I remember interviewing Modra, like. and I don't recall <clears throat> what the question was, but I remember getting a look from Modra like. Uh, what are you all about? <laughs> so there do you was... get that a bit, champs? <laughs> just... <laughs> Could have been telling, asking me yeah. for 41 yeah. years. So the 20 years of serving the club, because that's that an honorary gig, mm, of course. Uh, they used to lean on me to take my guitar in, which involved taking a guitar into the MCG, hiding it somewhere during the game, and then singing to uh, either 200 or 1,000 uh, happy or pissed off uh, <laughs> fans after a win or a loss. Uh, I, so there was a service to the club there for a long time. Significant commitment. Righto. Well, we've got North Adelaide this weekend, and there's nothing more that you should do than just find a weak spot in an opposition club and make sure that we go back to the well with it. So that's what we've done today. We're going to go back to the 2018 preliminary final, of course, when North Adelaide ran 19 players on the field. And we we wrote we wrote this one last year and we thought it would be appropriate to bring it back. Remember bring it back and get rid of it? Yes, could I have been do. champions. Yeah, I do, we're, we're bringing this one back. Well, Ben had a lot to do with this. Uh, ben Hook uh, kind of really wrote this. And uh, we must say that in respect to our roosters, uh, I, I'm not saying listeners, but to the uh, out of love and respect of to course. the Rooster Club. It's a historical uh, – it's, it's like history. You know, you, you, you can't sweep it under the carpet. You've just got to acknowledge it. But, yeah, we all okay. we all accept what happened in this those days. Well. Champion uh, – I like this. This is it's, like the new it's, Jagger Richards it, or something. It, yeah, it's, it's like oh, Lillian yeah. Thompson. Who gets the royalties? I tell you, I, I can guarantee you that I've got half the royalties and half of nothing is. Yeah, <laughs> and I've got the other half of nothing. Uh What's wrong with 19 men? We love to play the game with 19 men. Down at the Roosters and we did in the prelim. Probably won't again. If you get the chance though you should play with 19 men. What would Barry Rob run? What would he say about us playing 19 men? Do not think he'd approve Maybe not a good move When you're behind And you sneak someone on We played with 19 men Yes, we did Rooty-dooty-doo Magnificent Just, uh, I tell you you, We gave you that about 20 minutes ago And you've managed to play it like You've been practising it for the last three weeks Yeah, well the Tigers song Let's face it, it is second nature, isn't it? It's often voted the most popular tune Yeah, well you've done You know, we finished ninth again That was was one of your most famous uh, versions Of the Richmond song And there there is literally a dozen Uh, Even recently, last few weeks on air We've been uh, still reworking the Tigers song Yeah about ninth again, and you know they've been eleventh, they've been thirteenth, I think. So uh, uh, that song it gives you a lot of value. <laughs> hey, champ! So good to have you on board. Are we uh, any chance of seeing you again before the end of the year? I'll come when I'm asked. Uh, hooky, you want me? 
I'm yours. Oh, well, absolute thrill to have you back on board. You're back in the seniors. Jade Rawlings has given you the tick. I've given you, well, I always, you always had the tick from me. Hey, thanks so much for joining us once again on Red Legs Radio. Go to the Red Legs and thank you. Off to a break. Uh, so much more to get through before the end of the show. Don't go away. You're listening to Red Legs Radio. You're listening to Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Palmerbet. Play the punting advantage this footy season. Gamble responsibly. Call the Gambler's Helpline on 1-800-858-858. You're listening to Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Climat Air Conditioning. Climat Air Conditioning and Solar. Simply the best. Yeah, well, if it hasn't been a big enough show already, Matthew Panos, Greg Champion, Keith Thomas on the show. Well, we've just set the bar even higher because one of the all-time greats of the Norwood Football Club is about to join us. Number 14, true legend of not just the Norwood Football Club, but South Australian football. He's been good enough to join us. His name is Gary McIntosh. Macca, welcome to Redlegs Radio. G'day, uh, Ben and Ben. It's a little bit like the two Ronnies. <laughs> Just not, not quite not as funny. Off, Gary. We, we don't we don't rate that well on TV, <laughs> sadly. Uh, what a big week for you, uh, Macca. Um, just to explain the process uh, of being advised that they wanted to induct you into the Australian Football Hall of Fame and your decision to politely decline that. Oh, look, uh, that, that happened uh, before round one, I think a couple of weeks before round one, when uh, uh, Richard Goiter rang me and asked me, you know, you know, that they'd put me up and whether I'd accept. And uh, I said to him, uh, I said to him no, and just went through the reasons why. And I just told him, you know, look, I, I never played in the AFL slash VFL. That's how the only way I still look at it. Mm. And, um, yeah, it wasn't something that was, you know, I thought that was, you know, for me. I, I Look, in some way, I... I, I feel uh, an attachment to the SB and the SANFL mm. and the, the Norwood Hall of Fame. But still, by the same token, you know, most of the time, the way you get in those things is by the, the lack of longevity, really. <laughs> so it, um, that's, you know, I, I was lucky enough to play the game for a long time. Oh, six months on from um, from that decision. And, of course, it's been an amazing week for you. I think um, your phone's probably been ringing off the hook. There's been a number of Norwood supporters, uh, probably just saying that it adds to your legend, if anything. Uh, any regrets with the decision you made? And, and how have you sort of embraced, I suppose, the, the outpouring of love that's been demonstrated for you across Australia over the last uh, few days? Oh, look, again, um, I've never really... You know, these things are probably, again, I, I look at it, and I, I, I tend to go back to the, the lack of longevity of being able to play for a long time. And I, straight away... I, a person called Greg Turbill comes to mind. You know, he played 121 games, yet what he put his body through to play the game, um, I'd argue that he is a, a worthy recipient as well. You know, mm. um, I just he just didn't have that the luck through injury, and mm. um, you know, so I think you know that probably for me is a yeah. I, I look at it in those ways. I oh, look, you know, it's nice nice that people would think that you know they I should be in it, um, but. I didn't say no. I said, I said to actually got a phone call from Gillen McLaughlin, and I actually said to Gillen, I said, when you put Norwood into the AFL, then I'll probably reconsider. Brilliant. So I'm hoping that that'll be maybe in my lifetime. <laughs> the catalyst. Well, back in the that AFL, dude, next ten years. Sorry, Gary, I cut you off. Um, the You're AFL right, put out a, a statement earlier this week saying that. You didn't accept because you only you you didn't play for personal honours. How 
accurate is that? Oh, look, mate, I, you know, uh, I, you know, awards, uh, individual awards have never been something that's been, uh, you know, a consideration. I, I, I love playing the team game, and for me, that was all about playing with your mates, and that was where the most enjoyment come from, having success with all those blokes. And as I said to, to Hooky before, he asked me if I was going to play cricket this year, and I said, yeah, I, I will play cricket probably this year again, but... I enjoy sitting under the trees talking to the boys while the others are batting, you know, just having well, a bit of fun and chat. So, uh, you know, I think that's those things are I pretty, definitely want to talk good. to you about your cricket career because I can only assume you dominate that as well. But So it wasn't an overly difficult choice to make and it, it wasn't a long, a long phone call when you got it. Oh, no, no, no. Look, again, you know, I think, um, you know, uh, that's it's off the cuff straight away. You know, it's just how yeah. I've always felt. And... Um, um, yeah, like like I said, you know, if uh, they put an order into the AFL, well, then maybe there's a little bit of reason to reconsider. There's going to be uh, a significant push amongst the Norwood faithful for an AFL berth probably from 2023, uh, I reckon, on the back of this, Macca. Hey, mate, uh, just tell us what you're up to outside of uh, the Norwood Footy Club these days. I know you've, as we talked about, your cricket, you're playing some uh, Ellos with Kensington, a bunch of legends out there, and um, very heavily involved with the Paynham Norwood Union Football Club. Just talk about your involvement there. Uh, yeah, well, I'm um, uh, chairman now out at Payne Football Club, so um, uh, yeah, been a pretty uh, pretty long hours role uh, as uh, local footy is. Um, but uh, you know, look, our club's in a pretty good position. Um, got good jun- good junior program, and our our seniors play in Division One, and our senior our senior Div- Division One women this weekend play in the grand final as well. So. Um, you know, the club's in a pretty good position at the moment um, from those points of view. Do you, do you keep an eye on how the legs are travelling? Yeah, I do. Look, you know, I, I I don't get to go to many games. I, You know, um, again, my time's taken up um, with mainly fishing, <laughs> fishing and football at Paynham and work. <laughs> so, um, you know, I don't get to get the time, but I still keep in touch with the boys out there. I, I speak with Jimmy Fantasia every now and then and uh, Brenton Clough. Put up with Brenton Clavey every now and then as well. So, <laughs> and and you know I'm really good mates still with Lester Ross. And I was supposed to be going fishing with Lester today, but um, I had to go to work, so we had to put that off. Okay, so you you've been involved with Kenzie's for a while. Oh no, well, look, I played played uh, LOAs from probably 15, oh, 15 to twenty years ago, and yep. I didn't play for a while. Um, and then out of the blue, Rums gave me a call and said, uh, "Do you want to have a ever ever ever?" play again I said yeah why not and um, played with a really good bunch of fellas so you know and I've, um, me and Rums have been good mates for a long time and um, yeah it was good just to play with a few young blokes a few boys from Pembroke as well so what um, uh, but, uh, no, fun. obviously your list of achievements uh, in footy is extremely long what what's your proudest achievement in cricket <laughs> um, <laughs> there hasn't been too many <laughs> uh, uh, did I get you out that day, hooky or not? Well, I think you might have held on to a pretty uh, sharp catch uh, that I yeah. smashed towards cover point and uh, the safe buckets of uh, G McIntosh got in the way. I think you were just trying to bring me into the game. I think you might have been about by then. No, I guarantee. i tell you who the star was, was uh, Nathan Bassett, another ex-Norwood boy who uh, he holds a bat pretty well. Yeah, I think uh, Bass played a little bit for the second 11, did he, of... Um for um, Adelaide, did he? Um, uh, South 
South Australia. He played. He, they, well, he played some cricket for Kensington. I don't know if he ever got to second eleven by the time the footy career sort of uh, got in the yeah. way. But I mean, he was a sort of bloke, and there's a lot of them. You know, Simon Goodwin the same. I mean, if if he wasn't playing football, he would have probably played first class cricket. He was that good. Oh, look! I think you know, look, there's 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 lots of blokes that could have played a lot of two sports and a lot of sports. And actually, you see that in the women. You know, there's a lot of women you know, coming back into footy that have been, you know, we've got a couple of girls that were Australian track cyclists and they've come back playing footy and are doing really well as well. So, you know, you, you see yeah, you see the crossover that people can adapt. Uh, Macker, I'll tell you what, mate, we're absolutely privileged to uh, just get a couple of minutes of your time in the aftermath of uh, just such a selfless decision to determine that um, the Australian Football Hall of Fame isn't for you. The football club is just so lucky that um, that you just regard yourself as a South Australian and Norwood man first and foremost. Um, we're very privileged to have you as part of the club. Uh, Macca, thanks so much for your time and I appreciate uh, you joining us this afternoon. Thanks uh, to Ben's and just always remember, the hall only leads to the toilet. <laughs> Gary McIntosh, our guest on Red Legs Radio, one of the all-time greats of the Norwood Football Club. What a fantastic chat that was. Ben Cameron, well, that pretty much wraps us up, mate. Yeah. Where are you off to on the weekend? I'm off to uh, Westies versus Glenelg, so I'm not exactly expecting a hum- humdinger there, Not going to be a thriller? No, no. So I'm expecting the Bays to make it 17 in a row. Yes, well, that, that will be uh, probably going to be a pretty amazing story as they close in towards uh, what's going to be an undefeated season. Well, that pretty much wraps us up here on Red Legs Radio. Thank you so much for your time. We are off to Prospect Oval on Saturday afternoon. We're going to be taking on the rampaging North Adelaide. A win, we're straight into the finals. Lose, and I tell you what, we need everything to go right against the Crows next week. Get to Prospect Oval, cheer hard, because we need to get our team over the line. Thanks very much for your company this evening. We'll see you on Saturday at the footy. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91